I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to y'all. It's a it's it's a very special episode. It is a very it special is. episode. We got to introduce everybody. We do. Mm-hmm. It's more than me. It's more than Pete. It's more than Steve. We have Kyle and Rob, our Marvel Movie Minute, uh, Incredible Hulk hosts, joining us tonight Yay! or to this morning. I guess. Woo! Hey guys. Yeah, that's right. Hey. Right. Making us wake up awfully early on a Saturday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Keep the keep the facade alive, Kyle. You're doing just right. <laughs> All right. So this is Kyle. So this is the voice you'll be hearing when I'm talking. And then the other one is Rob. Hey, and hi, this is Rob. Oh, listen to that. Oh, Did you like right? that? Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, so Welcome to the no morning zoo, everybody. 
<laughs> I was going to say, this is I'll subscribe to that podcast. That's right. Yes, I'm just you will. Use the, right now. Marvel the velvety, yeah, the velvety sounds of my voice. <laughs> that's like that's that journey. journey. NPR, you got to get right up on the mic. Today. That's right. It's Hulk <laughs> smash. Right. Welcome to Cereal. Oh, that's, that's, that's episode seven. Off. We did that in episode seven. That's we exactly <laughs> Ooh, we're getting some previews here. This is exciting. This is, this is actually very exciting. As we, we finished our, our hiatus episodes, and you guys are heavily into production, do you want to give us just a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of an experience of your uh, exploration of the second MCU film? I, I have become personally emotionally attached to the stunt team. Hey. Oh, yeah. oh yes. The, the, That's easy the, to do in movies like that. Because in the that. first 20 minutes, like, there's a group of commandos, and, like, I have studied their bios so much week after week <laughs> that I know them all by first name. I know the, what they're going to do in their careers. I know where they are now. I know what their I know what their families are like. Like, I feel so emo- like connected to these guys who usually only get maybe one line. But like I'm like oh look there's Al oh look like he's the gunsmith he does all he does all the weapons too yeah and you hear what me you can't and see you... is is behind Kyle is a rack of monitors that looks like all security cams pointed at people's families hey, this is what social media is all about he's... they're gonna post yeah. stuff I mean, he's watching they really them have themselves to blame and you have me sort of oh, saying no. wait you you mean the blue shirt guy right no, okay yeah yeah the guy in the blue shirt sure yeah. he's because great unfortunately the movie does not name them so there's there's the commandos and there's the tough guys well they they all have actual real human names so those are the names i'm just using that i think and andy i think will will corroborate this that was actually a a thing that i I think it hit us maybe a little bit later than it's hit you but Mm. we you do start to track these faces Mm -hmm. and like where they go like did that guy die or was he really did he just duck successfully in this scene like that's the storyline you want to pay off in these movies and it never really does like we have the guy uh, in in iron man who went off with agent colson and we never see him again but we have to assume he made it out because colson did so you know it's it's stories there's something we need to know about Colson really want to take him down the dark aisle. Other mysteries, like we found, we discovered one of the actors who has a couple of lines. He does a good job. Like he was only ever in this movie. Still alive. Wow. But like he Still. only, this was his one only thing. And that is going to haunt me. Like why? Yeah. Like what changed? What happened? Are you okay? Like are have you do you now have a happy life? Did something terrible happen? Was Hollywood that bad? Like I don't know, but I'm, I know I'm going to be thinking about that guy for a while. He long wouldn't time. be the first person broken by the system. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, we can't wait. Are you having a good time? Oh, oh that's yeah. The oh yeah. It's, it's a blast. Excellent. Well, we can't well, wait we to start thrilled. hearing him. Yeah, it's going to be coming soon. Totally. I don't mm-hmm. know if we have our, our the the first date pinned, but it's definitely soon. It's very All the soon. artwork is up. Yes. So. Oh you yeah. Subscribe now. Yeah. 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 Head to marvelmovieminute.com. You can subscribe. Look it up on your podcaster of choice, and mm-hmm. it will be there. And I uh, shout out once again to uh, Joe Miha, Joel Michael Harris, who uh, did once again the uh, artwork for this season mm-hmm. uh, and his terrified faces of yeah. you guys in Hulk's eyeball. Yeah, you'll see. Our uh, is, it's, it's pretty. Impressive. Oh, God, it's a delight to me every time I open the page. I just get a little chill <laughs> how good that is. So thank you to Joel. Uh, you can find him at, I think, Joel Harris Art. 
gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes. So uh, there you go. If you want to see more of his fantastic, we're following him on Twitter or Instagram. He posts all kinds of things. And, and weirdly, anytime a celebrity passes away that he's a fan of, he posts an incredible portrait of them. And he's a huge punk fan. If you're into to, uh, that kind of uh, uh, into the punk scene and you want to see some of your favorites, uh, you know, illustrated in his style, they're great. Uh, was that, was that you making go. a segue, Pete? <laughs> I don't need to make segues. <laughs> I'm okay with a train wreck. <laughs> Kirk Douglas passed away. What do we have to say about Kirk? How sad. What hey. a life, though. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. He's, you know, I mean, a, a, an incredible actor and also somebody who was instrumental in breaking the blacklist. And, uh, you know, and it, geez, 103. I think he also proved his longevity with uh, with all of that. And, uh, you know, I, I I still can picture him standing on stage with his son, Michael, in the, I don't know, early 2000s at, at the Oscars, the two of them, and just seeing him still up there, it just it blows my mind that he was so active for such a long stretch of his career. So I, I, that thrills me. Um, and man, just so many movies and not just stuff I loved as an adult, but I mean, you know, just made me start thinking about, uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea, seeing a whale of a tail and all of that. I mean, just, uh, he's been around my life, my entire life. So it's uh, sad to see him go. Yeah. I also remember, uh, he, they did a parody on, uh, and maniacs where they had, they met Michelangelo and the person was doing a very clear oh, Kirk yes. Douglas impression. So mm. like, that's yes. what I was thinking. In addition to all the great film roles, the mark he left on pop culture that even that in the nineties, when he had, you know, had a, a movie really popular for, for decades at that point, still, he was that well known that you can make that kind of joke and everybody knew who, exactly who it was. And that's a place for deep cuts like that. Yeah. yeah. Steve, did you come with a list of your favorite Kirk Douglas movies? No. Okay, I was just wondering, you're the one who dropped that. Thing. Yeah. No, but I think, I mean, well, you guys you, you guys covered Ace in the Hole, right, yes. on, on the show. So again, you know, as I will always point people back to, you know, archived episodes, go check out, you know, Ace in the Hole. But I remember, I think, um, what was the other one that... Uh, Paths of Glory was one that I, I had not seen. Being a huge film fan, it wasn't until I was actually student teaching a uh, European history class and the, the teacher brought that in for the, the class to watch. And I was like, how have I not seen this movie before? I would... It, Somehow it was a, a big void that I just overlooked, you know, as I'm, you know, nearly 30. And how had I not seen Paths of Glory before? I thought I got a big gaping hole in in my movie uh, catalog. And so I've been trying to, you know, get back into some Kirk Douglas. There was, uh, what was it, the Vikings, I think, that's on the Criterion channel that I just watched as part of the part of one series I was working my way through and had a, had a great time with that. So yeah, it's just has such a long, long career and so many, so many things to, I mean, to, to enjoy. Uh, so I think it's just, you know, a great opportunity to go back, reflect on his career and go discover some films you perhaps haven't seen in his filmography. And speaking of ones that we've covered on the show, Ace in the Hole, definitely, but also Out of the Past, a great little noir film that he was in too. Oh, that was terrific. It's funny, you know, he passed away and suddenly every movie, I take back everything I ever said negative about the movies that I watch with him. I, I no longer <laughs> critique him. He was great in everything. Don't worry about it. You can't lose. <laughs> 
what else do we have? You know, we missed something. Andy, from last week, and you posted an embarrassed post. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Do you want to talk about the Dune logo reveal? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, what a fantastic logo that was released for uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, Dune that uh, they are uh, coming out with sometime later in the year. And uh, I'm very excited to see this film. It's uh, one of my favorite uh, sci-fi franchises. And uh, as far as the books go, the films have, have been a little, you know, they've been all right, but nothing quite as amazing as the books. But with Denis behind it, I'm hoping it's great. And the logo is just great with like kind of the four curves that uh, form the D-U-N-E. And then I guess on the the lens flare, there will be a lens flare on that last one. Oh, I wondered like about e. that at first. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be dunk. It was, it was in the right dunk. <laughs> not, it's it's not dumb enough to be a dunce. It's just a dunk. Dunce, right. <laughs> right. right. No, but there's a little lens flare in that last one. On the Twitter image, uh, There, it, it shows it, and you can see it. So uh, it looks really cool. One more thing to be excited about with that film. Before we jump into trailers, should we talk about this one that you sent, Steve? The one that's like, is it? A, what is it? Oh, okay. As a as a, yeah, as a way could, to segue into our trailer segment. Sure, we we can do that. And in my in my YouTube searches for trailers, I came across one for uh, something called The Complex, and it's an interactive movie. And I thought, oh well, this is this is great. And so I went to find more out about this film. When is it coming out? All of this. And I end up on a website that basically says, oh no, this is a game. It's coming to Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox One on March 31st. And I thought, well, what makes it a game instead of a movie? Because we did have uh, Black Mirror's interactive film, right, on Netflix. What was that? Bandersnatch, right? And so that, you know, Netflix doesn't traffic in games, right? But it was an interactive uh you know, experience where you got to choose things. And in this one, it's this, it's the same thing. And I'm thinking this is in Pete's wheelhouse because it looks like it maybe is like a zombie type of thing with scientists trying to stop an outbreak. I thought this is, is fun, but apparently because we get to choose things or there's additional mechanisms to this, it's a game and not a movie. So what determines what's a movie and what's a game? Mm. Are you familiar with something called Quantum Break? Quantum Break, a uh, video game. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, the time thing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I, I loved it. And right. there was like a bug in it on the very last level, and I never actually mm. finished but getting out that, of the main That lab. was one of the ones that really blurred the line, too, because, I mean, you, you had like half an hour segments that were just pure video. You just had to set down the controller and watch the entire thing. I mean... Final Fantasy gets up there, but this was actually like full, you know, HBO series quality video with actors and stuff doing all this thing. So yeah, yeah not the, not the, even not even rendered. Like right. it's just no, it's full it's, on video. Yeah, yeah. full oh, wow. on uh, film. Yeah, uh, no, that's a great example. I'd forgotten about that. So, I, I worry a little bit. Yeah. That one was okay yeah. because for me, I bought into it because it was a game. And I was ready for the game parts. Um, I, I worry a little bit about some of these. I never got through Bandersnatch because what? it just was like, I just wanted to watch Peter. when I'm Netflixing. I just, just turn it on and play. I don't want to choose anything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about that. <laughs> just don't make me do that. Well, at least with this one, I mean, the, the website says they actually call it an interactive sci-fi thriller movie. So they actually label Ooh, okay. it a movie. Okay. They do okay. say it's a multi-directional story with eight different endings. So it only has eight. I, I don't know if that's eight okay. choice points throughout the whole thing 
um, or just, uh, you know, you pick multiple choices, but in the end, there's only eight different ways it can end. I don't fully know, but it does say this real time relationship status tracking that influences the story as you play and real time personality <laughs> trait tracking that evolves based on your choices. Oh, uh, okay. so so probably more than eight, probably more than eight decision points, but probably more like eight possible ways for Dan. And Pete's like, no, I'm a I'm a typical do nothing Gen X, right? I just want to sit on my couch <laughs> and just be a couch potato. Sarmento nails it right. in one. Yes, that is one hundred percent. You have lost. There are eight different endings. Then there are seven different points of exhaustion for me. I am done. Show me number one. Clue. The wow. best example of this was Clue that when it was released on video, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the first time you get the VHS and it just plays all three endings at once and I don't have to yes. touch it. Right, exactly. I just, I just get to see Tim Curry show me everything. So you want, that's what you want with this. You want this where it, it yeah. goes through and goes, or it could have happened like this. <laughs> Did anyone actually see Clue in the movie theater? Yes. Yeah, and oh, you yeah, had to go back yeah. and see it yeah, different yeah. times. Exactly. Like yeah. I saw ending yeah. C, which ends up being the, the, the official ending. Yeah. Just because I of guess, it. yeah. Wait, there's oh, like yeah. a can canonical ending well, to Clue? It, well, because when they put it on more, video, then they put yeah. they put them all in order. Yeah. It could happen like this, like this, but it really happened but, like yeah, this. Yeah, but this is what really happened. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And, you're and spoilers right. That's for a, a, great point. You know, a 30 year old movie, but like it's it's yeah. the one where it's the Murder Express thing where like it's it's everybody had a hand in it. Right. They each killed one person. Yeah. I exactly. told you I didn't uh, do funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Uh, so if, if the that's in the works. Oh, no. no. I know. Oh, I know. Jeez. Just take the same script and just put modern actors in and I'll be happy. You know, the game, I don't fine. know if you've played the game at all recently, but even that has changed. And now it's like all hip looking people. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. not like, you know, Colonel Mustard. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like his name's Mustard or whatever. But but they're all like hip youngsters, like hip 20 something. Hipster Mustard. And they, right. oh, <laughs> they totally are. I'm sorry. Artisanal Mustard is what he would be, right? <laughs> but you can also play. You can either play in the mansion or you can also now play on the boardwalk. And so I'm wondering, like, if they oh, redo gosh. it, is it going to be like the hipster kids on the boardwalk. <laughs> okay, uh, look, you Not guys. In the coffee shop. I'm <laughs> in the coffee shop. I mean, I have to make a there store. is no coffee shop. Come on, it's it's up in Portland. There's a bird on everything, and it's a coffee shop bookstore thing. That's right. Yes, you know, uh, though, if you if you haven't watched Riverdale, that's basically mm. Riverdale every that's week. That's essentially it. That's right. <laughs> Good I have point. to make a I have to make a pitch for a version of Clue though that is actually like I've I've always been a Clue fan, but I think they reach peak Clue with Harry Potter Clue, and I know I know you're going to say that's ridiculous. Stop talking. I won't uh, because it actually introduces a mechanic that makes the game really engaging on every round because they have these like you you'll you'll roll and if you you'll draw a, like a Dementor, it's like a dark card, and it will tell you like to to adjust an element on it that's built into the board and the rooms will lock and oh, so you you can't oh, get cool. into the rooms or you'll get locked into a room and the the secret passages will change depending on where you go and there are coins like you have points and if you lose the points before you guess you're dead. Like, you're just out of the game. Wow. So it, it adds, like, a time limit to the game. I am all in on Harry Potter Clue. In fact, you could remake Clue as a movie in Hogwarts. I'm deeply into that. But only if you can get locked am, in a room and die. 
Yeah, all, yes. I'm all about like Hermione and Colonel Mustard shipping. You know, like she's now a teacher. She's a professor. Colonel Mustard is a peer. Maybe uh, he's a muggle. She's a he's witch. a, he's I a mean, muggle. And then we have we get to continue. Yes, the oh, Romeo and Juliet right? thing. Oh, this is very exciting, you guys. I think we've really come up with this something. Is, I, this is great. I'm looking at the little cards in it now. The suspects yeah. are. It gives you choices: either Draco Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle. Draco. Yeah, it was uh, Lucius Malfoy, Dolores Umbridge, Peter Pettigrew, or Bellatrix Lestrange. Those are the options for the oh, person yeah, who did it. Yeah. No, there is no room for redemption at all. Once you're <laughs> no. bad in the Harry Potter universe, you That's are right. always bad, even when you make that jump to Clue. <laughs> wow. Uh, just just a last thing on Clue. If you do want to buy this, since it is discontinued, you got to drop $78.46 over on Amazon right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's worth every penny. <laughs> All right. I'll be expecting a Christmas present then. That's great. <laughs> well, it's worth every penny for you, not Valentine's for me. I already have it. Up. That's right. Oh, wow. Uh, let's do let's do some trailers. Let's do it. Uh, I'm kicking us off with the trailer. Uh, you know, Pete, I'm you snuck the uh, the Rocky franchise onto the list. It's entirely possible at some point that I'm going to sneak the Saw franchise onto the list. <laughs> <laughs> I do quite enjoy these movies, as, as nonsensical as the stories get after a certain point. But the Saw films are fun. And Lo and behold, Chris Rock is a fan and was talking to one of the producers at a wedding and said he was a fan. And they kind of ended up deciding, hey, let's do a new Saw movie. And so we have Spiral from the Book of Saw, a new film coming out with Chris Rock in it, along with Samuel L. Jackson and Max Minghella. What are these guys doing in a Saw sequel? The ninth one of all? I, I, don't, I don't understand, but it's really exciting. Plus, you have Darren Lynn Bousman returning to direct. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, it doesn't – you don't get Jigsaw, but you certainly get the little spirals the, that you see in uh, in the films. And uh, it has the vibe. So I'm pretty excited that they're coming out with another Saw movie. What would you guys think of the trailer? It's a good trailer. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the Saw franchise had kind of played out, but, like, when they put all that stuff together, and that looks like it's a serial killer killing cops. Yeah, right, like, right. Oh, okay. Like, he looks like he really <laughs> has a legitimate new take on it, as opposed to just, like, ah, let's just get a bunch of people in a room and uh, put them in weird helmets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you. The thing that surprised me the most about this as I as I pressed play is just how much of a new film it felt like to me. And exactly. I I say that having not experienced much of the Saw franchise at all, and yet this this felt not like a retread. It felt like a like new faces, new voices in in a unique new way. I'm 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 with you. I think it it's got a great tone. Yeah, I'm I'm not a, I've I think I've seen the first one. I'm, it's not a genre that I'm a big fan of. But it it first I was concerned they were going with like a reboot type of thing but it looks like yeah they've found a new story to tell within that cinematic universe so I'm I'm intrigued uh, particularly to see uh, Chris Rock also has like a story credit on this one so yeah, right, right. yeah I'm really really interested to see w uh, what he brings to this and you know you know good talent attached to this so there's something that drew them to this project and I'm hoping they found a, a, a new way to get into this universe rather than you know as was said just let, let's put people in, in big devices and, and turn them into goo I did like the way, too, that it starts off, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, this is obviously a comedy or something, right? Like at mm -hmm. first, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock right? <laughs> and, they, and they set it up with the real funny, like, moment in the car. 
and then immediately you're like, oh no, this this is this is reels, right? Like, yeah, it, right. As much as it's going to be for what they're doing, so I think that's great. I, I it'll change expectations on what I mean. You know, you're trying to figure out a way to to rejigger a franchise, and this is certainly one way to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, well, this one's coming out May 15th, uh, 2020, so we can wow. be looking forward to talking about it Holy in just cow. a few months. I know who I didn't even know it was May happening. 15th. Well, yeah, for, first, first of all, that, but also right in the heat of summer. Like, so they must have really high expectations for this because you don't put horror movies out in May unless they're really good. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Alive. I haven't looked on IMDb yeah. to see what else is coming out mid-May. Uh, it's a little before Memorial Day weekend, so they got a little bit of time, but certainly I... Uh, Maybe there's a weird gap in there that... Yeah, they might be exploiting something that they found. So uh, anyway, that's uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. So well, the week before uh, the Barbie movie comes out. So I mean, I think oh, everybody maybe they were ca- going yeah, to see it it's counter programming. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be the one that uh, they're hoping to knock out. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, who's next? So, what does that mean? I, I think uh, who was next? Is that me? I think you're next. It's you. That was very exciting. This is a weird trailer for me because I was I, I'm notably not a fan of the Big Lebowski controversial position uh and so it it comes with some strangeness that i pick the jesus rolls uh coming in uh, 2020 this is a spin-off of the big lebowski centered on notable bowler jesus quintana and uh based on uh, john torturo's character in the original film i i am of two minds on this movie. First of all, the trailer. I'm a big fan of Turturro. I, I really like him. I like the work that he has done. I'm a fan of his movies. Uh, he is actually um, has the uh, he apparently wrote it uh, with Bertrand Blyer and directed it. Uh, this uh, the Jesus rolls. It's got some funny moments in the trailer. The cast is amazing. John Turturro, obviously, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Audrey Tutu, uh, Susan Sarandon, Pete Davidson, John Hamm. Oh, Johnny, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Uh, JB Smoove is in this one. Uh, Christopher Walken is in this one. I mean, it is a, a fantastic cast. Tim Blake Nelson's pretty much the the Cohen uh, uh, crew is um, in in this one. So it looks like. Uh, some really great moments in the trailer and then we've got this imdb star thing here and we don't have very many people who have seen this but this is cruising at a 4.5 uh out of only 251 uh registered uh votes but still it's not great early uh ratings for this movie so i hope not all the best stuff is in the is in the trailer that's well, I, I have to think that the people who are rating it so low are were thinking they walked into it expecting it was going to be a documentary about people who <laughs> have seen Jesus on rolls, and they were expecting a story. Jesus rolls. Jesus oh, rolls. Andy, I did not even oh. see that. You know what? You are totally on. You open the door. You walked right through. <laughs> well, and what that's telling us, Andy, is maybe that should be our next project, maybe a podcast project on the, called the Jesus rolls, because we know it'll. Draw Drive traffic exactly right. <laughs> Some <laughs> level. Well, well, it, it it could be that now Pete. It wasn't that he wrote this with. It's a remake of a 1974 French film that was oh, directed by and it. written by. Good catch. Uh, and it now. According to Wikipedia, it is widely considered one of the most controversial movies in French cinema history due to its vulgarity, depiction of sexual acts, nudity, and moral ambiguity. 
And as so we know, the French wait. have a fairly high Jeez. bar for that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. For moral ambiguity, like <laughs> it, it, it annoyed the French. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, the the, the movie's okay. French title is uh, a vulgar French slang term for testicles. So. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And you you can read the plot summary, and it it does. I can see where people might say, yeah, this is sort of you've got some not like, more so morally bankrupt characters just going on a road trip and taking advantage of people. Yeah. So, so this is this is him shoehorning uh, himself the, the character, into it, yes. I want to remake this, this film, movie. but I can I can build in by leveraging existing uh, IP I by I, bringing in my character but, of the Jesus I, the ball liquor. I say yes. remaking. French films into American films doesn't end well. Like I'm thinking of, <laughs> of Taxi starring Jimmy Fallon, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Notable oh. pick. Yeah. yeah. Or what was the one that just came out with? Uh, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, what's his name? Where he's in the wheelchair. Uh, oh. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. the, uh, From the, oh, yeah. the, the, the Untouchables. With Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Yeah. 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 With Kevin Hart yes. and. Uh, yeah, uh, it just that that was uh, the French film was supposedly great, but another one that did not go over very well. Lost in the translation. Right. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, this one comes out. Uh, it, it's already been playing around the world. Obviously, it hit Rome Film Festival. Uh, it's been playing festival circuit throughout the last year. Uh, it drops in the U.S. February 28th, 2020, U.K. March 20th. And uh, from there, who knows? No, they're great dates. All right, Steve, sorry, you're up. Sorry, Germany. <laughs> Deutschland. Okay. Ankala did not make the trade deal. All right. I'm uh, bringing something a little heavier, I guess. I don't know. This is a film from uh, written and directed by Sally Potter. It's a film that follows a day in the life of Leo, played by Javier Bardem and his daughter Molly, uh, Elle Fanning. And it's, I would say it might be what JJ and Tommy call a mind bender because it looks like we're shifting between multiple possible realities with Leo either having fantasies of other lives he's lived or is he experiencing these other lives, but he's drifting in and out of these different lives or, or imagined lives that, that he has. And so we've got his family trying to, you know, come to terms with the fact that he's, you know, sometimes, you know, lucid and sometimes not. So probably not the most uplifting movie, but coming to theaters on March 13th, but uh, with a great cast, Javier Bardem, uh, as I said, El Fanning, Selma Hayek, Laura Linney. So a sort of heavyweight uh, cast to, to this one. Uh, I have not seen any of uh, Sally Potter's other films. I don't know if it's something that, again, just have not been drawn to. I heard of Orlando, you know, uh, way back in the day, never got around to seeing it, but a lot of our other films, it just is, has not, have not been on my radar. I don't know if any of you guys have, are familiar with any of her other films. I saw Orlando, uh, back when it came out and, uh, you know, yeah. it was, uh, I was a young college student and it was definitely not for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was, <laughs> okay. that was a weird art movie. Um, I was what your artsy Andy. Come on. <laughs> this is early college. I said, let me reiterate. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the heck okay. was that? Bef yeah. Before the laser disc collection started, right? Okay. Exactly. Um, yes. And I don't All think right. I, I've seen anything else of hers. I, I I 
know I've seen some trailers and stuff, and I'm always like, eh, you know, I I guess Orlando hit me in a way where I haven't <laughs> been ever excited about anything else of hers, and I don't know if that's fair, but <laughs> that's where I am. But what about this one? Intrigued by this one at all? Or I am. Still, I, I am intrigued by this okay. one. I, I think that there's okay. uh, something with the characters that that looks interesting. I, you know, I'm torn on it because it also looks like it could just be kind of a a fairly straight up drama that doesn't do a whole lot of interesting stuff. If you're right, and if it does end up having kind of this this mind bender idea of you know which life is he living? Are these different? Is he living one life and imagining these other two? Are each life a possible real life and he's imagining all the others? Like, I, there's some really interesting ways you could end up playing around with that. So if they do that, it could end up being something that really works well for me. So uh, it piques my curiosity to that end. Well, I will I will say on a far lighter note, uh, though with, a Laura, with an odd Laura Linney connection, uh, my trailer is the Mothman Legacy. <laughs> Nicely uh, played. You like that? Wow. You like wow. that? Yes. Wow. So, um, okay, so here's the deal. Like, this came up in, like, one of my feeds and stuff the last few days. And it came up because this movie, which the first thing that caught my eye was, is that they were talking, oh, look, it's the third in the Mothman series. And I went, the third? What do you mean, yeah. right? So the, everyone talks about the 2002 Mothman prophecies, Richard Gere and Laura Linney, uh, which, is, which is basically this... You know, based on this crazy stories of this mothman-like creature in West Virginia in the 1960s that went about and appeared apparently to like 200 people or something. Um, there in 2017, there was a documentary called The Mothman of Mount Pleasant, which was made by this uh, this group called uh, Small Town Monsters. And uh, it examined the it was the cult phenomenon about, you know, what happens in West Virginia every year. There's this basically this this sort of festival. It's not Burning Man Festival. It's the Mothman Festival. But anyway, so I thought, OK, that's crazy. Uh, the trailer is it's a it's a, you know, pseudo obviously trying to be like a real world um, uh, documentary about all the people and what they've seen. What caught my eye was the trailer is just this ho-hum sort of like, you know, trying to give you this tension in the last four seconds. It ends with one of the most horrifying, terrifying CGI'd Mothman flashes at the screen that I went, mm-hmm. wait, that was amazing. <laughs> so totally got that's me. the thumbnail on YouTube. Yeah, that's the thumbnail. Yeah, the thumbnail on YouTube. It's terrifying. Um, but anyway, I just thought this was funny. And it's a it's a pretty decent uh uh sort of uh promo for the the comp- little you know film company that's doing this. This is their Kickstarter just started for it. So the film is due to come out in September, I think September 18th. And uh this was to kick off their their Kickstarter funding for the completion of it. But uh but anyway, just it just cracked me up. I was like, oh well, I I remember the Mothman prophecies. That was a interesting, interesting Richard Gere movie. So uh and I so you're saying you feel you feel drawn to this movie like uh like uh <laughs> there it comes. I know there's, uh, there I, know comes. there's a, I know there's an analogy there's out there somewhere. What, what is it? Uh, um <laughs> Uh, I remember the Mothman prophecies too. It was an interesting, an interesting movie because uh, I had never heard of the Mothman before. So oh, that yeah, was I've my... never heard. Of... Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I remember hearing, or watching the movie, and then, and I didn't even know it was a real thing afterward. And then someone said, "Oh, it was it was based on a real thing." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And yeah, so it's interesting. I I I don't know. I'm always curious about things like this. So. I feel like it came out kind of in the wake of Blair Witch where they were kind of doing that, like, is it real? Is it, you know, like, yes. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. playing a little coy? Yeah, I it, I was fascinated with, like, UFOs and all that stuff when I was a, a kid. And I had a book that was, like, 
you know, alien sightings, all of these things. And I remember there was a small section about the the whole Mothman thing. So when the Richard Gere film came out, I thought, oh my gosh, I'd completely forgotten about this. And it's one of these things where it it's like Bigfoot. It was, it's like, is it real? How much of this has just become part of like public consciousness where now it's just become myth and we're going to keep telling these stories over and over again. But the, I'd say in this trailer, it, it captured this really eerie tone uh, that I thought, I this makes me uncomfortable. I'm I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, this this is very compelling for something that is, you know, basically Kickstarter. And I'm I'm curious because it looks like a fairly finished product. So I don't know if the Kickstarter is just for distribution purposes. I didn't have a chance to look into it, but it's one that uh yeah, although I'm not a big horror fan, the the whole, you know, alien, mysterious, paranormal stuff on this uh does does draw me to it like a flying thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never seen the Mothman prophecies. What? Oh, Richard Gere. It's pretty interesting. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I did think this looked, uh, the, I, this had, I, it had, it piqued my curiosity. It had, it provoked uh, a mood of suspense. So I'm in it. I have no idea All what right. the context well, is. You got to see the previous ones if you can understand yeah. the third one. Though. Yeah, that's, right. Oh, that's right. That's right. You can't just jump in here. Can't jump in. It's like Endgame. You can't just jump in. Really? <laughs> it's like Saw. Mothman <laughs> Saw. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, all right. Who's uh, who's left? We have Kyle. That's, that's, that's Kyle. me. Kyle. Yeah. So I'm 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 sort of uh, diverging a little bit away from uh, the traditional uh, cinema because uh, my trailer is for the new Disney Plus series. Uh, so Marvel Studios has now taken over the television aspect, and so they're basically making these Mandalorianized like movie esque. Uh, series and so on the during the Super Bowl they actually put the first footage out of their their shows and so they had footage from uh, Captain uh, the uh, new Captain America um, legacy show which would be Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, and a little bit of WandaVision and then a little tiny taste of the Loki series so each one of those got and and the thing is Marvel's been pretty good at keeping us under wraps because most of these we didn't even know were filming. And like they're, they're showing stuff out there. They're like fully finished sequences. So they're much farther along than they had led us to believe this far because the only footage we got from Loki was uh, Tom Hiddleston put out a picture of himself doing training. And suddenly there's footage like, oh, you're actually like shooting now. Okay. All right. So it was uh, pretty impressive because uh, we've been told that WandaVision was going to be weird. But we didn't know quite how weird it was going to be until they actually showed some of that. Uh, they had talked about there's a sitcom connection. Well, in the trailer, we get to see multiple time periods of sitcoms uh, where Wanda is shifting between different ones. There's a, a very like a I Love Lucy, um, uh, Dick Van Dyke version. There's a, a Family Ties sort of uh, a later one, that, and and, uh, and we get to see her sort of even one point shifting back and forth between them. So. Uh, and also the fact that the 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 co-lead of that show is dead. So I, <laughs> there's a big question hanging over that is like how are you going to do a a a two-hander when one of those hands doesn't exist anymore? Well, neither neither does Loki. I mean, so I mean we've got I'm assuming it's within the MCU we've got 
significant chunks of time that they can sort of shoehorn either the Loki stories or the the WandaVision in there. Well, the Loki right? stories are supposed to happen because he takes the... Yeah, it's the, the other that, Loki. Yeah. Yeah. The, he, Loki he, he goes through, right, he yeah. disappears in the middle of yeah. Endgame. But WandaVision um, is supposed to be current because it's going to tie it's going to tie into Doctor Strange 2. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, <laughs> Marvel only tells you what they want you to know. That's so true. all this stuff, I'm not, this, true. Is, this is an inside information. This is stuff that was like uh, they, they said on the stage at D23. This is, by what, the way, I have my own Marvel podcast. It's called The Road to Infinity. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> where Rob and I discuss oh, these shit. things. That's why I'm in the. Yeah, well, I know, Kyle, right? I, think, I, yes. I think Kyle was just waiting for me to utter the word multi. Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be the way we're headed. Anyway, yeah. And did I did I just see that? Is it Sam Raimi that's going to be directing that's, Doctor oh, Strange? Wow. Too? Yeah. That was, yeah. That yeah. possible. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And if it's All the right, Sam so Raimi we'll, from Spider Man Two, great. If it's the Sam Raimi from Spider Man Three, not as excited. So you don't think we'll get Doctor Strange hustling down the street and just that like, is very yeah, much of a possibility. <laughs> emo, emo Strange, madness, emo Strange, ma- madness is yeah. in the title. That's true. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, if, if that's if that's the case, I think it's great. Like I think Sam Raimi, yeah. uh, old school Sam Raimi is one of my favorite directors. He sort yes. of has uh, has lost a step or two in the, in the last couple of years, but uh, I think this will be yeah, a, a, directed a, a way. No, this will be a way for him to really get back on top and really be oh, yeah. shoot right back to the top ten directors again. Yeah. I do worry do it, a little bit. If you throw if you throw too much money at Sam Raimi, does he lose the thread? Is that the problem with well, those? Well, uh, I, I think movies? he has I much wonder. more of a of a strong framework here because, like, you know, when when Scott Derrickson stepped away from the project, Disney was quick to say this will not change the release date. Yes. So it's yeah. like yeah. Right, okay. So basically, our machinery is in place. We're just looking for a new captain for the ship that's already built. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about these shows. I you know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think the first one that's coming out. So I would like to think that they're ready because it's coming out. I think at the end of the summer. Yeah, and August. So uh, yeah, so I'm I'm, wow. I'm excited to see what they're going to do there and and kind of following those guys. Um, I, I I'm excited for the Loki one, um, but uh, I I feel like Wandavision is the one that I'm most curious about because of the crazy kind of version that they have and we have you know twins and we've we've got there's one shot in here where the little binkies pop up and so uh i think i don't know i can't i'm really curious about what they're doing this one because it just looks so off the wall unlike anything we've seen so it it really excites me yeah Yeah, mcu has a reputation of doing very same same and this doesn't look like anything they've done before so speaking of sam raimi the last film he directed We talked about on the film board. Sadly. Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh. I, th- I think that was the oh. film board episode that was nearly as long wow. as the movie itself. Oof. At least it felt that yeah. way. That was rough. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was pretty rough. Six years ago. Seven years ago. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Wow. I had totally yeah. blocked that he directed that movie. I, <laughs> yeah. I regret knowing that again. So was he just in, in hiding or was he in movie jail? Now, he's been producing. He was, he's been producing quite a bit yeah. of he did. I, I know uh, he did the Ashley Dead and series. And, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it will be uh, nice to see him returning to directing. So, mm-hmm. well, those are the trailers. So, I suppose we should jump into our lists, which is uh, you know why everybody really tunes into the show. Um, over in our show talk channel, we posted some choices since since we had Kyle and Rob joining us. We said let's do something that's a little more Marvel related this week, and the people have voted. And the thing we are talking about are are movies that are comic book adaptations that are one offs. So um, I guess I get to go first since I uh, picked the trailer first. So 
For the first one, um, I'm going with one that is based on a graphic novel that I found. Uh, I, I never had read it. I didn't look at it until after I saw the movie. But it's it should be an obvious pick for me because, uh, you know, as far as um, uh, Pete and Steve know, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. It is, of course, the uh, Sam Mendes film, uh, Road to Perdition, from 2002. Yeah. Great, One of the few times we get story, to yeah. see uh, Tom Hanks as a villain, or at least close to a villain. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. And the art, art in that book is amazing. Yeah, it is a, it's a beautiful, dark book, and it's that's, definitely dark. I mean, it's that's the first time I ever, I ever saw Daniel Craig in anything, too. Isn't he the younger brother? He's, he's in it, uh, definitely, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Before Layer Cake, I think. Was it really? I think so. I mean, it was, it was uh, 2002 when Layer yeah. Cake was... Yes, right around the same, but let's see. Was it Air Cake first? Okay, I know, right in that same area. Well, it wasn't as early as mm-hmm. a kid in King Arthur's Court, which apparently he also was in. Layer Cake was 2004. 2004. Okay, so, so yeah. yeah. So, Road Christian was first. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. All right. Andy, do you want to play our game? Have I seen this or have I not? <laughs> well, I think you've seen this one. I have not. What? Oh, you definitely yes. should check this one. Yeah, out. I think you did. It's aged very well. I know. Okay. And Paul Newman, I mean, know. he's great in it. It's it's yeah. just a really, I mean, it's beautifully shot. Just everything about it is really kind of yeah. a stunning story. So check it out. Uh, putting it More on importantly, list. Andy is down a point in the Has Steve Seen <laughs> well, It we're game. Not, it's not official. It's not official. Shock. We're not doing rankings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you I'm ranking. Really, it's just really Steve versus Andy. That. Has Steve seen it? <laughs> Ooh, there you go. That's it. You just did it. I'm making that my ringtone. Pull the audio. Too. Has Steve seen it? <laughs> All right, Pete. Uh, okay, that means I get to go first, and I am. I'm picking this for two reasons. Number one, uh, the art is gorgeous in this one, uh, and number two, I deeply brought this because i'm ahead of steve <laughs> and so i am picking is it a steal i'm picking 2005's vertigo comics the wow. written by darren aronofsky artist mm. kent williams this is just gorgeous work wait did did that come before the yeah. movie so this is so fascinating mm. steve i oh, yeah, the story was, he, right. he actually yeah. pitched yeah he pitched the the movie and he he uh he said that uh it was he it was shut down like they, oh, yeah. they didn't nobody bought the movie and so he said well I, the graphic novel is a way to salvage something from the film project uh aronofsky says i knew it was a hard film to make and i said that if at least hollywood f's me over <laughs> at least i'll make a comic book out of it oh. and later then the the movie was then resurrected based on now existing huh. material so uh but if you haven't clicked around through some of the art it is just beautiful so even if you're not as crazy about the movie yeah two thumbs looks this like guy. this guy <laughs> uh it, it's worth clicking around it, it's great art and uh beautiful book so well yeah it was go. a the beautiful fountain. movie i mean there was some yeah. amazing oh, yeah. beautiful yes. stuff in there just yeah. Yeah. inarguably yeah. beautiful movie i remember when uh, they were putting it together brad pitt was going to be the lead and so yes. there was a long yes. period where he just kept growing out this scraggly scraggly beard so he would yeah. do these award <laughs> shows and it would just get longer and weirder and then like it ended up he didn't get the job. Like so it's like all that time not doing anything else. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to love that movie so much. Right. Oh, Aronofsky, he does it to me every time. Uh. <laughs> all right, Steve. Okay, Steve, what's up? 
Oh, see, with with a panel of five, I'm like, there's going to be so many steals. And so I'm, I'm, I'm padded out the list and then I'm like, okay, what do I do? Now you've got like 30. I've got, a, I've got some backups. And so I wanted to go with something. All right, I'll start with something that I don't think anybody else is going to have on their list um, because it's not an American film, it's a foreign film. And this is... What one of our our favorite filmmakers, right, guys? Luke Besson. Oh, are favorites. you about to are you about to say the extraordinary uh, adventures of Adele yes, Blancet? It's on my list yes. too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good right. choice. This, this is one that yes, and it's one of these things where I forget how I heard about this movie, but it's uh, well, at least the initial release in this. I think the version that was on Netflix or wherever I caught it or Hoopla or whatever uh, was was PG, and it was just such a fun like family adventure. I thought we don't see movies. Movies like this anymore, where it's just fun, a fun, you know, action adventure period piece. And it's, oh, I haven't tracked down the original, you know, graphic novels that it's based on or thinking, but it was one that I just thought, I want more of this. And it's when Vassan is in that zone and he has fun, it can be really, really great. And this is one that I highly recommend tracking it down. I think it's out there streaming somewhere. Can you say what the uh, title is? Again? The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blancsec. Well, I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. It's it got a uh, very, 2010. Yeah, it got a very small theatrical run. Here. That's the sort of Luc Besson film that only gets released in France. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's like, was that yes. even released here? Interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's a good one. But there's a, there's a like pterodactyl mm-hmm. flying around Paris. There's a and mummy there's mummies. Butler. And, yeah. Yes, exactly. Wow. It's a good, so yeah. much fun. It's a fun, yes. fun movie. Interesting. Interesting. And my obscure one gets I'm it's a steal. Pete, put it on the list. It's a steal. <laughs> yeah. I love Mark it. it down. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, let's see, Rob, you're up next. Okay, so I picked an obvious one, but I picked it for for two main well, three main reasons. And I'm gonna say spawn from ninety seven the nineteen ninety seven oh. spawn film. Here's nice. why. And you know, and I mean it does it hasn't aged well. It was scoffed at when it came when it came out. It lost a you know, I mean, it it made a little bit of money, but compared to everything else, it was weird. Um, but here's the three things. One, what got me into it wasn't even just the graphic novel. It was the action figures. Because oh, back yeah. then, I was mm-hmm. totally into the action figures, the whole line of that. And that's what drew me into that whole story. But the two things about it is, one, in terms of an in terms of a of a comic book movie, even though it's it's a lot of it is garbage. John Leguizamo's <laughs> performance is one yes. of the most on note characters from a comic book into live action you will ever see. The clown is lit. I mean, he literally nails it as much, as much as you wish any character, any actor portraying a, a comic book character would. So like, it's worth it for that. The second reason why I bring it up is because it's, it's just awesome to know that even if you're Martin Sheen and you could be in that movie a year later, you could be cast in the West wing. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the deal. Like if you're an actor and you're, in like, and you're in like one of these ridiculous movies and you think, well, my career is over. I give you Martin Sheen. <laughs> yes. Because that movie, that 97 West Wing comes out in 99 and, you know, obviously casting is done between. He still made it where he still came out on top. So, you know. Very true. Well, and you just dodged a bullet because now everybody's talking about a potential spawn too. That's correct. Right. <laughs> Man, well, no, but I think I think it's wait, now. Hold on, everybody. Now hold on, hold on. Reboot. Obviously, it's going to be a reboot. 
It's yeah. obviously going to be with today's sensibilities. <laughs> the, the, I, yeah. it's, right? It's Am I right? Yeah. Gonna happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> you know, you really I've don't think God so. God huh? love Todd McFarlane, local boy. We're so proud of him. Yeah, but, right. Exactly. And he's been he's been talking this same stuff for ten years. And like every time, like he goes another prayer here. It's like, oh, now now it's really happening. No, guys, no, seriously, it's really happening. It's it's not happening. I carry a real torch for this for this film. I actually like it, and I don't want to ever watch it again because I know that. <laughs> would ruin it for me so i'm really fine just enjoying my memory of it i think michael jai white i, like, I think he was great oh, yeah. uh and uh so i'm i'm count me in as a fan and and you're totally right the clown nailed yeah. it peekaboo so, just forget then, about just forget about the cgi of yeah, yeah right, and right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah because yeah. that's okay. the part See, that ruins it yeah. yeah. man it, just stop i was megatron fine. the voice Sorry. of the devil too <laughs> like I mean, maybe. yeah uh yes i think you're right um yeah, Frank Welker, right? I'll get uh, you gadgets. Luckily, then I got prototype on the mm. Xbox. And oh, that, yeah. that actually kind of satisfied yes. a lot I of agree. my spawn desire. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Who's next? It's oh, me. Kyle. So, uh, mine is is a another uh, obscure one. Did not did not do very well, but uh, it's about a, a like a a crack commando unit betrayed by their government, uh, and now they're soldiers of fortune. Uh, if you have a problem. <laughs> If no one else can help and you can find them, maybe you can hire the losers. <laughs> DC, so this is a, a DC comic from um, from the mid early two thousands. It was the losers was originally a military comic, and then uh, Andy Diggle um, they rebooted them as a they, the soldiers of fortune kind of thing, and so they they came out with this movie. And this movie actually is legitimately great. It is a really super fun action movie. A lot of styles. Zoe Saldana is in it. Uh, uh, Jason Patrick mm-hmm. is the main bad guy, and I swear to God, Jason Patrick is having more fun in this movie than he has in anything else he's ever done. Uh, the, uh, everybody in this, and uh, uh, Chris Evans is in it. I mean, like, there's what, what is oh, this? The this whole movie cast is, is Idris insane. Elba, the, um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan is the, it's is amazing. Like the main guy. Yeah. He's the leader of this group. Yeah, uh, I mean, everybody in this is is really having a, a great time camping it up and just blowing stuff up. Some amazing action sequences still holds up. And then um, it came out and everybody was like, hey, this movie's just like the A-Team. And two, year, two months later, the A-Team movie came out. <laughs> it was oh. like the two of them almost just mm-hmm. canceled each other out. And like both of them were these really almost. cool action movies. <laughs> and they both just end up just totally fizzling out at the box office. But I'm serious. Anyone who's not seen The Losers, go check it out. You're going to be shocked by the amount of people there and, and how much fun this movie really is. I've never even heard of yeah. this thing. It's an yeah. Okay. Exceptional yeah. pick. All right. Yeah. I remember it being a fun one, but I don't remember it very well i just remember i've seen it so that's one i'll have to check out again yeah so much better than 600 and it's probably made for like like the the catering budget on 600 ground yeah. exactly yeah yeah well for uh, uh for right. my uh, second Andy. pick i'm going with kind of a, a kind of a it's a sillier one it's it's very light kind of a kid animated comedy but um you know what I had a lot of fun with Over the Hedge. I always enjoyed. Huh? <laughs> no, there are no nuts. That's 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 the squirrels in New York Central Park movie. Uh, this one is a raccoon and a bunch of other animals that are trying to uh, <laughs> get food. Uh, get, you know, he can't get it from the vending machine. He's trying to get it from uh, from some people and everything. Trying to get over the hedge and. 
I, what a voice cast. I mean, Bruce Willis, Gary Shandling, Steve Carell. I, I still think about his squirrel and like the the uh, fast motion that he's always going in, which was just fantastic. Uh, Wanda Sykes, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, William Shatner is in it, Nick Nolte, Allison Janney, Thomas Hayden Church. It's just a fantastic cast. And, you know, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I always enjoyed the comic strip of these guys, and I thought they did a great job of bringing it to the big screen. It wasn't one that uh, did well enough for DreamWorks to do a sequel. And so, uh, therefore, which, I get to put it on my list. Which for them is amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah exactly. When does DreamWorks ever not make a sequel to something? <laughs> well, here it is. And so, uh, I get to talk <laughs> about it. So, Over the Hedge, my second pick, which sounds like a steal. There you no, go. it's a huge steal. I'm very frustrated, <laughs> especially because until tonight, I did not know that it was actually like, based on a comic, comic? Oh, Like I've never, really, I've great. never it's seen the comic. Yeah. Oh, it drives me crazy. I was very excited about this. That movie we played a lot. So I'm going to go instead with a spiritual sequel to what you're talking about. I guess it would be a spiritual prequel. Uh, and that is uh, the graphic novel. Uh, written by John Wagner and illustrated by Vince Locke, published in 1997, that spawned the movie A History of Violence, mm. or A History of Violence Over the Hedge 2. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is another one. Like I, All of my picks I, were really fresh for me because I, I'm not familiar with all of the comic properties uh, that are all these are based on, so I just spent a lot of time this evening trying to figure out like what are these what do these look like how how well do they do and and I'll I'll tell you this one is another one that's just beautiful it just is it's really spellbinding uh and immediately you know uh, made me want to dive into the whole thing so history of violence just seems like a good read have you anybody read it no not read it no, no. I haven't either so uh that that was another one totally surprised me did not know that it was based on a comic property so fast very cool yeah. all right it was, I was, I was, yeah. uh, I guess you could say that was a steal. Yeah. I was really? I went up too. Look at that. We, oh, we, okay. we co-stole. Well, trade, tradesies. Oh, yeah. that's adorable. We well, should host a podcast together. Do you, do you right. guys want us to leave? Uh, great. Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Steve. Uh, okay. Steve. Okay. Um, let me just say 2001 Scarlett Johansson. Oh, uh, there's another one off my list. Okay. Ghost World. Yeah. Uh, I, I just saw yeah. it again. Uh, it was on Hulu, I think maybe a year or two ago. And it had been probably, you know, what, like 18 years since I had seen it. I had just forgotten how much fun this movie is. And it just holds up so well. Because at the time, it had... It was just an odd tone. I think, well, let's see. I was probably sleep deprived because, let's see. Uh, let's see. My first daughter was a year old. So I was just not sleeping. And it just was a very unusual movie. And, but it's one of these that the more I see it, the more I just love every single moment of this film. So, Ghost World, my second pick. Yeah. That was, that was one that I, uh, Definitely want to watch again because I remember enjoying it quite a bit. And I was looking at pictures of it. I'm like, oh, little Scarlett Johansson. She was so uh -huh. tiny. Yes. <laughs> Her and uh, Thora Birch. Yeah, Thora, Thora Birch. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Steve Buscemi mm -hmm. is. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah the, oh, yeah. That was a yeah, well done film. All right. Yeah, good choice. All right, Rob. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if this was on anyone else's list, but 
Uh, I'm going to keep in with my uh, action figure uh, movies that I I loved. And this is um, and when I say this, you're going to go, wait, what? So I'm going to go with Mystery Man. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, Good yes. Now, oh, here's the thing. I remember that movie. I remember. I mean, there was Smash Mouth. Remember? Right. OK. All of this. Yes. I was so into this movie. This is the, the late 90s, yeah. 99. Um, I was into the act. They were action figures. And yes, there were. Right. So I was totally into this. I had all my friends like, we've got to go see this movie. Right. And I clearly, you probably don't remember, like this movie did not do very well after a lot of hype. And my friends didn't like it. And I was like, what do you mean? It's amazing. <laughs> I just always, and I just remember just being so, I loved, I mean, Greg Kinnear yes. was awesome. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Mr. Furious. I just love Paul it. Rubens. Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul Spleen. Rubens. Hank Azaria. Azaria yeah. I mean, William H. Macy. You talked about uh, I mean, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. I mean, uh, oh, so yeah. Talk yes. about, I mean, like he, you know, as Casanova Frankenstein, boy, Jeffrey Rush is like <laughs> eating every piece of scenery that he can find. Yes. I mean, totally. <laughs> so I just wish it's one, it's one of those movies that you wish had done a lot better because it deserves to be remembered more fondly than it is. Yes. You know, I will tell you, it's a 6.1 on the IMDb <laughs> six-star rating scale that we care about. That means it's barely a guilty pleasure. So you can yes. watch it anytime you oh, want gosh. with impunity. I think I'm the one in the group here that's like, eh, I was, I was never a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be so much better. And then I was like, eh, eh. oh, well. Anyway... <laughs> Pull Not my, only do I share your sensibilities, <laughs> it's a steal. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Well, all uh, right. Well, I mean, anyone who's listened to our our crossover episode for the summer knows that I, I can't go this far without talking about the Rocketeer. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I absolutely love the Rocketeer. It was like one of those movies that's that's a perfect movie that was just put out at the wrong time. Like it is. It is. Uh, perfect for the the era that it's supposed to be set in this this sort of nineteen uh, forties action adventure thing directed by Joe Johnson who would go on to do Captain America the First Avenger I I could spend the rest of the episode talking about it and I spent most of the episode that when talking about it so if you want to hear my my expanded thoughts on it you can go back to listen to the episode it's here on this feed Secret Origins of Superhero yeah. Cinema All right but I love yeah. yes that's right that's just right. a little while so, yeah. ago The Rocketeer. That is a fun one that I need to uh, I need to rent that and watch it again with the kids because they I haven't seen it yet. I believe it's streaming on Disney Plus. Is it? If it is, then I'll, oh, I'll sit so. down and uh, do that because I think they would have a good time with it. All right, for my final pick, uh, I was uh, conflicted since uh, one of mine was stolen, so I am going with this option, which I uh, I found this to be. A really mesmerizing film. It is an animated film based on the author's uh, autobiographical graphic novel uh, of the same name. It is Persepolis, which was a really, really fascinating film about growing up in Iran in the 80s and how difficult it was, particularly for this young girl. And uh, just like the 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 animation style was beautiful, um, it was just uh, kind of this free-flowing story of like kind of your you know memories of youth and everything uh biographical but in a totally different way i loved the way that the story unfolded and was animated um just really interesting and uh kind of eye-opening as far as life in that particular period of time so that's my final pick persepolis 
Did anyone, anyone else see that one? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Playing the games? I'm just, I was actually yeah. just looking it up. I was, yeah, no, I have, I've, I've, I've not heard seen of it, it, but not seen it. It was nominated it. for uh, an Academy Award yeah. for Best Animated yes. Feature um, yes, in 2007. It yeah. And it's definitely worth checking out. Wow. So and probably lost it. to a Pixar movie, I'm guessing. Lost to Ratatouille. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Which I don't have any problems with because I love Ratatouille. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. But this one is a really great one. It's worth checking out. That's an eight on the IMDb <laughs> six star. Uh, my final pick is one that I recognize is also a guilty pleasure for me in a lot of ways. It is, um, yeah, well, let's just say the comic, this is one that I actually really uh, enjoyed. I'm, I'm not a completionist on this comic, but it is uh, from uh, Mark Millar, and it is uh, a comic that ran from 2003 to 2004. It's the story of a protagonist who discovers that he is the heir to a super villainous career. Wanted, it is wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. is wanted. And and uh, that's a whole movie universe in spite of the fact that uh, Angelina Jolie has obscurely, like, ridiculously long forearms <laughs> in that movie. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but uh, it is a movie that I just love spending time in. And I, you know, I'm relieved for this list that it's only a one-off, but I would see That's all what, Timur Benikoff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Timur yeah. Benikoff. Yeah, yeah. I like him. He did, he did uh, yeah. Night Watch, which yeah. is a great, great yes. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yes. I, I, I really thought he was going to yep. be, like, the next big thing. Like, he was going to get, like, Louis Leterrier, like, that kind of, like, all our megaton stuff. But he never really caught on over here. Maybe it was he did the... Did he do the um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes. Oh, maybe that's what did it. Maybe he's still in movie jail because of that. (laughs) That's That's what what did it. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. The Wanted comic and the Wanted uh, movie are very, very different things. But uh, yeah. Very different. Yeah. Uh, Have you read the comic? No, I haven't gotten that all the way to the end. Okay. Well, yeah, the end is basically like it it basically is like uh, punishing you for reading a comic book. (laughs) It was like, why'd you waste your time reading this? Like, oh, I. Thanks. I okay. Glad I gave you okay. my money, Mark. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm really fine yeah. just where it is. Yeah. Again, like so. Spawn. Yeah. Never watch that again. Don't finish. And don't, don't finish. Yeah, Wanted. Right. Good. I've learned two great <laughs> things from you guys tonight. This is great. All right, Steve. Final pick. <laughs> okay. Well, because I don't play by Andy's rules, and my rule is I always like to point to episodes. I'm the next reel to get people to go back and watch them. <laughs> I am going to say to you, we are sex, Baba. <laughs> we are here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff because you cannot do this list without this movie because it is the greatest comic book adaptation ever yes yes wow yes. okay second yeah. strong words yeah, my, I, uh, I, I, no, I showed it to my 12 year old daughter and she was like why have you not shown this to me before this is <laughs> yeah. the greatest movie I've ever seen <laughs> yes exactly yeah. uh, so for those that may not know it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world and it gets better every single time I see it I love it so much. so good yeah I guess that's true uh, great yeah. pick I don't. I don't care. I that know, you don't because if there's this. new listeners out there, they need to go back and they need to find that episode it's a and chance, listen to right. that. Exactly. It's that a chance show. to add that in the show notes. Yeah, dig into the archives. And it turns out we've done a, a handful of these that I did not expect our catalog to actually be kind of full of some of these. So I'm surprised. We'll see. Well, yes, we'll see. let's see if it comes see up. If anybody else has, All yeah, right, I don't Rob. want to say anything. 
Okay, so I, uh, I I flirted with one particular movie, but I would only nominate it for one particular line, which we'll wait and see. Mention later. <laughs> now, Rob. However, Rob, did, however, I'm gonna. Do you have a rule? Yeah. Are you? Because sometimes we have little rules that we set for ourselves. So I'm I'm wondering, is there an action figure related to this third movie? Because your first uh, were, no, there is not. Oh, no, actually, there's not. Well, okay, technically, no, there's not. Code. No, there should be. Okay. There should be. Though, no, right? I, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna put it on my list because I'm gonna defend it because. I still, I love this movie and I've watched it a ton, Daredevil. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> because you know what? Oh, which version? Here's the deal. Which version? And this is, right? Well, and, okay, 90, the, the, the Ben Affleck no, 2003. A, there was a director's cut version. There was. Oh, so, so, so here's the movie. thing. Oh, right. Which was better. The, yeah. The yeah. R rated, the R rated director's yes. cut oh, okay. is out, it's outstanding. You forget. I know. I think part of the, the, the angst on this movie looking back is one, it's because of how Electra did. Yes. And what happened with yes. Electra? Yeah. Because this movie made a hundred million dollars. Like, I mean, above. I mean, it 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 pulled in like 180 million bucks. Like, this was not a failure. It has an amazing cast. John Favreau is is awesome. Colin Farrell, Michael Clark Duncan. You got you have a great cast. I think it was a really nice way to introduce this character theatrically. Um, it it's just the victim of other circumstances. So I I I still enjoy this movie quite a bit. Wow, apparently I need to watch the R-rated uh, director's cut. You do. It, is, it, it helps a lot because it adds Coolio. And adding Coolio to any project makes things <laughs> at least 25% better. No, and it's and it's like 30 minutes yeah. more of stuff, too. It's not It's not a little bit. Yeah, it's a it's lot. It's a whole case that he's investigating while the movie's going on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. And the, I had no idea. And I actually, I'm. I, it's a, I guess it's a guilty pleasure of mine, as is. Oh, okay. Wow. What, uh, I know. I what actually enjoyed Mark it. Stephen yeah. Johnson? Like, he did this in Ghost Rider and then yeah. just disappeared. Uh, Ghost Rider did it, too. Yeah, I guess He's so. in Hollywood jail. That was, but both of these came out and were pretty big successes, yeah. and they right. just did not yeah. age well. They just, yeah. like... No. Well, you know, he did Well, he did uh, Christopher Robin. Oh, did he? Oh. oh. In 2018, okay. yeah. All right. Good okay. for him. So that movie did really yeah. well. See, there yeah, you go. Yeah, good. Yeah. So this, so Daredevil, this always reminds me of my favorite episode of way back on, what was it, IFC or Sundance Chant? I think it was IFC. John Favreau used to have a show called Dinner for Five where he would have people come on and just talk. They would eat dinner. And he had the cast of Daredevil on. So he had Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner. This is before they were married. He had Colin Farrell on there. And then, of course, he also had Kevin Smith on there. And the conversations are great because you get into Kevin Smith telling his story about the Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton thing. But you you can sense this sort of sexual tension between Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner at the time uh, before they get married. There's this flirtation going on. And it's just a dynamic, really entertaining episode to watch if you can find it i know for a while the series was floating around bootlegged on youtube but if you can track that down or use dvd i highly recommend dinner for five yeah. particularly I, I own the box set as the people who are watching oh, the live excellent. stream can see this is one yes. I, this is one of my favorite shows of all time i love oh, yes. it because just the the free-flowing conversations among actors directors writers and then whatever marilyn manson is i mean like it's <laughs> it's fascinating. I mean, just the, the yes. weird combination of the people they put together and the kind of, that they come up with. Oh, yeah. Because it's like they get a lot of old school, like, you know, Rod Steiger and stuff to come sit down with, like, oh, yeah. you know, Colin Farrell. And, like, what one of those two yes. have to talk, say to each other? Uh, exactly. I'll put the link in yeah. the show notes. All right. I found it on the YouTube, okay. so that means it'll probably not be there for <laughs> right, long. Watch when it we quick. post it, it disappears <laughs> in a day. All right. All right. 
Last but not least. Kyle gets to wrap us up. All right, Andy. What's my pick? Come on. You know what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, it's I, a I'm pretty game. sure it involves kangaroos. <laughs> it does involve kangaroos. Yes. <laughs> because I, I, Thank cannot, you. I cannot end this thing without talking about 1995's Tank Girl. Uh, I, I spent, I spent yes. a long time in that, I think, talking in that other episode talking about it, so I won't door your, your ears off here. But I unabashedly love this movie, despite all of its flaws. The fact that it even exists is uh, is an amazing thing. I mean, like, they should make a whole movie just about how hard it was to get that movie made. This is like um, girl power before it was girl power. This is... Uh, it's it's so bizarre, and it and it has Ice T as a mutant kangaroo. I mean, what more could you ask for from a movie? <laughs> Not much. Well, I you know I need uh, I should have put it on my watch list after our last conversation. I shamedly didn't, but I just did. So I will watch it. Wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait! Whoa, you have never whoa, seen whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, I know. <laughs> what? I know. Andy, are you out of? <laughs> it <heart>? looks terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll watch it and then we can talk loud. about it. Oh my gosh, wow. you guys! <laughs> oh, it's got—I don't even know what to say sorry. right now. Like I thought that was like uh, you, in order to get out of college. I you haven't have seen Ten Girls, but that. I'm the only one who saw Persepolis here. <laughs> Are you saying you have the high ground? Uh, yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, I'm saying something. No, oh wow, because no. no. it's got. Mutant kangaroos. It's got. Uh, it's got Devo oh, it's music. A, it's, it's got, got Devo music. It's got <laughs> Iggy Pop. Yeah. It's a little pedophile right. creep. Got, and and uh, her first tel- her yes, that's, that's the first yes. thing that, that I'm interested Patty in, in everything you said. <laughs> I, I, I I have I have I have one. I have two movie posters. I have one signed movie poster, and it's Tank Girl with Lori Petty. Signed it for me. Oh, nice! I was almost too intimidated wow. to speak to her wow. because I was so excited about meeting her, and she could not have been cooler. Like, and she's now in her like sixties, still has like white buzzed hair, and is just awesome. Very cool. All right, well, that is it. Those are our lists. <laughs> That's a hell of a oh, list. Yes. I was. Uh, I had one other backup that I, I had in uh, just in case, and it was Atomic Blonde, which I didn't realize was based on a graphic novel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Of. That came on my list. I, I I was actually I was guessing if Steve was I, I don't know I guess he did uh, Scott Pilgrim which is yeah. the better pick but I was kind of expecting him to do Diabolic. I was I was uh, thinking about that uh, one too. Yeah, Danger yeah. Diabolic. But yeah, I only know it from another the Mystery one Science to, Theater to point episode. Back to. So I didn't think that would count. Well, you could also do it yeah. from the next real episode. <laughs> Shameless plug. Check the archives, folks. Uh, and Oblivion. I, I, I was I was, was really hoping I was really hoping to ask everyone is do you think I might find happiness in the animal kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> no one had Howard the I, Duck, huh? Nobody no had Howard the Duck. I'm actually, you know what? I thought that was, was on your list. <laughs> it, well, that was no. a backup. That was a back. That's what I, I said. Okay. I would only bring that up if I could utter that oh, line. Howard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will go so far. <laughs> oh dear! Even my hypocrisy knows some bounds. Oh, there is one I was really frustrated by, and that is Push. Yeah. You guys remember Push? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the trailer. Movie. It was Chris Evans' movie. It was like an, it was like an alt mm-hmm. X Men. Oh yeah! And I actually really enjoyed that movie and it i found it was based on a comic but it turns out the comic was a piece of yeah. marketing material <laughs> I, 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 and, uh, I almost put so oblivion I, I on my that list and that line. was the same thing it was sort of like it was yeah like, i want to make this movie so yeah. let's make a graphic novel so i can sell it and it was like right mm, oh, okay all right yeah i mean 
sort of borderline. Yeah. We had so, a good number that we had talked yeah, about on the show line. too that uh, obviously did, I didn't want to include, but like Snowpiercer from Hell, mm-hmm. like those were a couple yeah. other ones that. Uh, yeah. And then there was one I really wanted to include, 30 Days of Night. And then I found out yeah. they made a sequel. And I'm like, God damn yeah, it. I can't, they did. can't put that one in there. So, Oh, well. Well, good list. So, yeah. uh, this so is next list. week we're going to uh, do a poll for uh, our guilty pleasures. And uh, since we don't get to have Hudson Hawk on here, we're going to throw uh, <laughs> one Hudson Hawk list option, one Life of the Party list option, and then we're going to have a, a, I don't know, Russian roulette Think for our third one. What do you want to do, Pete? What's a what's a good uh, option we can throw up uh, for our uh, Hudson Hawk? Oh no, I'm totally ill prepared. I want to say it has to have something to do uh, with um, uh, Richard E. Grant. Uh, did we decide that maybe a Richard E. Grant over over the top villains series? Yes. Uh, so I would be okay with over the top, great over the top super oh, villains. Yes. Okay. Great over the top super villains. All right. Uh, for life of the party, uh, do we want to do something involving uh, adults going back to back to college? Not just to college, but you know, starting over. <laughs> you know, adults starting over. Oh, start. I don't mind starting over movies. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Gets us out of school. All, All right. right, and then for our final one, something that okay. ties in. Uh, to any of this stuff, what's what's another option we can throw out there for, from either movie or something for guilty pleasures? Something about guilty guilt. pleasures. <laughs> guilt. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't want to just do guilt. Well, we could just do guilty pleasures. Yeah. I. You know, sure. I have a hard time coming up with movies about just, guilt. Movies about guilt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I could do either one of those. I got a lot of both. <laughs> Are you? Let's do movies about guilt because I uh, always okay. feel okay. nervous about trying to come up with guilty pleasure movies. And in case we do the series again, I don't want to divulge anything. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So movies we'll about guilt. All right. I like it. Good list. That okay. was that's the that easiest was easy. we've ever All had. All right. It. So that's it. I'll put the list up, uh, the options up on <laughs> the Show Talk channel over on Patreon. So head over there. You can get your votes in uh, before next week. And uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, is there any way I can get any cool next reel merchandise? Yes. Oh, yes, look you can, at you. Kyle. You can go to the nextreel.com slash merch. Oh, man. You can if get you all guys kinds had a of Discord cool stuff there. channel, then things would be awesome. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> There's a free Discord channel. What? If you go to the nextreel.com, scroll down to the bottom, you can get into our Discord channel. Or if you're just willing to chip in a couple of bucks over on Patreon, you can get access to some of our more exclusive channels in Discord. My God, what a and deal. Also gets you, and it also gets you... Even gets you early posts of some of our episodes, <laughs> including the Marvel movie minutes. Notably, Soon none of Steve's yeah. season two. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even need to show up anymore. Yeah. You guys are great. Well, I hear these promos five I know, times I every say, Sunday. We, we've done so many of these promos at this point. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, fantastic. This was awesome, you guys. Thank you very much. And I will tell you, Kyle and Rob, uh, it is so great to uh, be working with you guys. You are welcome on the sat mat anytime. Oh, thank, oh, thank, thank you. you. And in fact, you'll you'll be back. I have, I have faith. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. See you on the Marvel We've Been It. Thank you. Hondo. 
Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash Letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. 